Hey everyone, welcome back to Ask the Experts podcast. I'm so truly grateful to each and every one of you who tune in week in and week out to listen, learn and grow. And I am so grateful for your valuable time and trust in me. As always, we help to find guests who are truly um, making a difference who truly are helping us to heal and to live a life more meaningful and deeper lives through healing, through adversities. And my guest today, Marie Jose, in 2020, she was diagnosed with colon cancer. After four surgeries, chemotherapy, she she began to reclaim back her life. And in the process, she found personal development by utilizing her skills and techniques that she had gained. I am pleased to say today Marie is cancer-free and she is helping other cancer patients to reclaim back their lives so that they can cope effectively. And she is also helping patients to live more, better lives, to be the best versions of themselves so that they can have and reach high performance in their lives. Marie Jose, welcome to Ask the Experts. Thank you. Happy to be here, Alka. You're welcome. Well, first of all, I want to let's start with who is Marie Jose? Share with us your backstory. How did you get started? How did I get started in coaching? In person development, yes. How did you how did your journey begin? Yes. So uh actually if I approached personal development because I was in a, a little bit of a, a unhealthy relationship and uh I started like that. I just wanted to uh, help myself. And then I discovered this world. It changed my life. So then uh, I wanted to also help others uh, change my life. And in that process, I not only got into better relationships, but my mindset changed, which was a fantastic thing to do before getting a life-threatening illness. Because uh, before, I remember, let me give you an example. I, I had broken my knee in uh, 2008, and I didn't uh, manage that uh, <laughs> very well. But after personal development, cancer wasn't uh, a big thing in the sense that I was able to manage that uh, pretty well. I was able to... Uh, even, you know, turn it into something that was going to be useful for my life. And I am sure that if if I hadn't uh, gone through all of the personal development, that would have been uh, not the same journey. So this is why I'm, I'm really happy that I had that uh, approach to personal development for a few years that I went really deep and I changed the way that I thought. So uh, going through that experience with that base it was what really helped me. And I even was able to um, go even deeper into development while I was going through the illness. So I started approaching emotional intelligence, uh, resiliency. So I was like uh, getting the tools that were uh, going to help me even more. 
and I had also this this dream of K. Now I can also these tools. I'm using it for me right now, but I'm also learning so I can yeah. help other people. So I had this vision. At the beginning, I didn't know uh, if I was going to make it or not, because you never know at the beginning, you have to go through a few exams and all of that. Right. Uh, but I, I really made a decision. Uh, this is going to be uh, a surviving manual for somebody else. That's how it started. I think that's beautiful. I think that is so powerful knowing that, uh, you know, your your mindset is everything and personal development as you were going through cancer, you know, going through cancer is one thing. It's a, it's a very, it's a hard process anyone goes through, but then in the process you began to slowly uh, recover through personal development. Yeah, I mean, um, was that your way... recovering process that you found personal development and slowly you began to recover? What was your method? I I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in those terms. What helps you is, uh, I mean, think about it. If you if your body has to heal, and a lot of people when they are going through that kind of illness, they are really stressed. They are, you know. Uh, being uh, owned by fear, what if, or what could happen, that is not going to allow you to heal. So I am not uh, saying that uh, personal development helped me, uh, you know, it changed everything, but I can tell you that I went through that uh, experience more relaxed, mm -hmm. more uh, accepting and trusting, and that actually helped me a lot. And of course, I had a lot of uh, uh, the way that the doctors told me, uh, you are really resilient. You have incredible, uh, I don't know, cicatrization uh, capabilities. And they actually told me, said the people, we have seen the people that are really keeping a positive mindset, they heal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we see other people. So it was also, you know, something that they told me. So having a, a, a different mindset it helps you mm -hmm. uh heal it helps you really uh stay sane because you know there are a lot of things happening um it is hard there's a lot of challenge but the way you go through it can really make a huge huge difference even in terms of pain right because if you're focusing if you're resisting if you have a a, a very a uh, negative mindset mm -hmm. it even hurt more so even also for pain uh, therapy can really help the way you think about it and learning some techniques so that made a huge difference in my recovery right and also I would assume support you need to have a support system family friends who are there with you, who are supporting you every step of the way. Because can because I can just imagine, you know, you are going, you might be alone that you're facing with cancer or any other adversities you're alone facing. But if you don't have the support system, I can imagine that is also another way to heal more faster. Um, so it depends what kind of support you have. For example, I had um I had to kind of protect myself a lot from my family what do you because mean my family my family is very negative 
Right. And they, they were bringing a lot of anxiety and fear. Mm. So uh, luckily, my partner uh, was very relaxed and had a, a similar mindset. So that actually helped me. And I tried to also choose uh, the friendships that I would expose myself. Because when uh, when you are going through something like that, a lot of people, what they're thinking is, you know, dead man walking. <laughs> You're right, yeah. And they bring a lot of uh, uh, a lot of negative energy. So I also protected myself a lot from uh, people that may be wearing that energy. I also uh, went through that, through the big part of that during the pandemic. So we didn't get to, uh, I didn't get visitors. Mm -hmm. And I had to also protect myself uh, during that time. You know, if you're going through chemo, you cannot get any illness. Right. So uh, I guess I really chose people that uh, felt good for my, uh, you know, my nervous system that were not bringing that anxiety, that uh, negativity or asking questions that, uh, you know, were not relevant right. uh, to talk yeah. about. You know, right. a lot of they start asking you questions about their treatments and why do you need another surgery and we, maybe you shouldn't be doing chemo and, I, and that brings a lot of stress for the patient that brings you down so, yes mm -hmm. so um this is something that i, I even you know uh, help also families of uh patients of what they don't need to ask or you know how uh, a patient that is going through that kind of a challenge uh, needs to hear or doesn't need to hear because mm -hmm. sometimes you know some people they they transmit so much uh anxiety that is really not helpful right exactly sense, yeah so so the environment your, your environment you know a patient has to have that conducive environment uh people who are not negative you know just just stay yeah. away because that is not going to help a cancer patient. Can you share with us, Marie Jose, the steps that you take the patients today helping others who are recovering from cancer? What are the steps that you 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 help them through and the viewers who are listening, what they can do? Right. So uh, continuing with the environment, one of the things that I did that helped me a lot was uh, really control it in a, in a positive way. So for example, uh, while I was in the hospital, I was uh, watching comedy. Mm -hmm. I was really always having great relationships with all the staff, which helped right. because, you know, especially in the time of a pandemic, connecting with the staff, there were the people that I was seeing. Mm -hmm. um, I was doing, for example, creative things. So I was not only studying, the uh, emotional intelligence. So I was actually reading all the things that could help me. So my mind was active in something rather than, you know, let it bander uh, and <laughs> worry. I was also maybe uh, coloring affirmations. Mm. So there was, you know, the creative part of that. I was listening to, you know, uh, good music. So all of that was contributing to my environment was very positive. Yes. Uh, I I got really almost uh, maniacal watching really things that would make me laugh. Mm -hmm. 
So mm -hmm. I was really feeding that state, emotional state, that was uh, conducive of healing versus uh, worry. Because in that time, your worst enemy is not going to be the cancer. It's the state of the emotions you're going to be in. Mm -hmm. So what I help my clients is with the mindset, but also to control that emotional state. Because, you know, at one point, there's not too much that you can do for your own healing in terms, uh, in, in physical terms, but you can do a lot with your emotions and the way that you're thinking about it, right? Even mm -hmm. for the pain, there were many uh, instances where I noticed myself that maybe the way that I was thinking about it was creating tension. And in that moment, I didn't need the tension because maybe they were trying to find a vein and at one point, during cancer, it becomes really difficult. So what did you uh, do? What did you do when you began to feel that tension? What did you do? You just have to ask yourself, okay, how am I perceiving this situation? Can I find something else to focus on? Mm -hmm. I can tell you, for example, there was an episode where they were having trouble. Uh, and then, you know, I was left alone. And in that moment, they, uh, they were going to bring somebody from the ER because they couldn't do it. And I had already an experience with that person from the ER and it was horrific. Oh, really? So in that moment, in that moment I, I, I saw myself a little bit freaking out because I was like, that guy hurt me last time really badly. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh First no. Experience. So yeah. I saw myself uh, losing my composure. And in that moment, I was like, okay, quick, what can I feel uh, grateful for in this moment? And I was like, look for something in this room to change your focus. And then I saw uh, the first thing was the machinery. And I said, I'm in Switzerland. I get access to incredible, you know, healthcare technology. Like, yes. Yeah. This is, this is like, this is a great machine, you know, and I just started focusing on something else until I regained that, you know, because I was about to freak out. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then the nurse came and said, okay, the guy is not, you know, he's not available right now. We have to try again. And then I just started uh, asking her like, okay, you know, I, I already knew the nurse. So I said, uh, what is the playlist that you're listening to in this moment? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I'm listening to Imagine Dragons. And then I remember, oh, there's one song, you know, whatever it takes, which is like uh -huh. an anthem for resiliency. Yeah. Right. And then I just, started, I just started singing it and I said, okay, you need to relax, whatever it takes. This is just part of the process. And that made me relax. And then, you know, she found the vein and we could uh, go with the procedure. Uh, so things like that. Uh, every time I would see myself dreading uh, something that was, uh, that I, some procedure that I was going through, mm -hmm. I, I asked myself, how am I seeing this? How am I perceiving it? Uh, there were many times that I maybe uh, caught myself saying, this is torture. And if I'm thinking this is torture, of course, I'm going to dread it. And I'm going to bring the anxiety. It becomes a torture, yes, anxiety. Yeah. I'm going to bring anxiety and then I'm going to go into a totally different state to the hospital. And then once I said, okay, this is challenging my character, even the way you describe it, if you describe it in a different way, this is challenging. This is, you know, challenging my strength or that kind of thing. The feeling changes and then you can uh, you can get more control of it and just saying, okay, I'm just going to arrive there in my best, you know, energy. I'm going to connect with the nurses. We're going to make it work. This is the way that I can help myself right now. 
that is going to maximize uh, the possibilities that I could go through that in, in a better way than just freaking out. And a lot of people, they don't, they don't know that they have a choice. Right. Yes. It's always a choice. You know, when we cannot, uh, when we no longer can change the circumstances, we are challenged to change ourselves. You know, this is what Viktor Frankl said, uh, an Austrian psychiatrist that went through the Holocaust. And, you know, uh, which was an incredible book that I read also during uh, cancer because it gives you perspective. It does, yeah. Many times I was like, if that guy went through the but Holocaust- You can go through it. <laughs> with that attitude, <laughs> it's like, I can go through this, right? With a good attitude. And, right. and, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that yes, it is a challenge, but you have a choice of how you can go through that. Mm. because it's going to still be part of your journey right and I chose to um look forward with enthusiasm of how my character was going to be developed through that experience mm -hmm. right so that also helped me uh to stay in that energy saying okay you know this is something that I'm going to uh, survive. This is something that is going to help me. Uh, and I also allow myself to learn through all that, you know, emotional intelligence, maybe things that I had suppressed, you know, uh, in uh, doing a lot of research, I found that there is a specific profile of person, psychological profile of person, you know, persons that are repressing emotions, persons that have a high social desirability, that maybe are people pleasers, that, you know, uh, that profile is more cancer prone. Right. That emotional suppression. So then, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, okay, if this is something that I contributed in some way because of certain, you know, things, which I recognize myself in some of the emotional suppression, I said, this is something worth exploring, right? Can I change the way that I uh, do certain things to prevent uh, creating uh, certain imbalance in my body that is going to make me more uh, cancer prone? So then, you know, that this is why I chose uh, to go really deep into emotional intelligence to like, okay, it's like, how can I deal better with things? How can I acknowledge rather than suppress? How can I uh, go through the emotions with a different experience that I don't have to flee from? Right, mm -hmm. exactly. We don't have to flee from. Marie Jose, you mentioned so many nuggets right there. One is, you know, it's all about this, this having the self-awareness, having to know as to what we are going through. It is a tough time for sure. Yes, it is. But we just have to deal. And, and we know that the more we suppress our feelings, the more we suppress illnesses, this is how illnesses come about. This is how depression sets in. So many things are just because we suppress to those emotions and we have to find yeah, them, we also, have to let them out. 
Also, uh, something that you said made me uh, remember, you know, a lot of people when they receive uh, a diagnosis like that, they start asking, why me? And yes. they go into resistance, right? I mean, it is there. It is not an obstacle that you can bypass. So the faster that you accept that you have to go through that and that you have to remind yourself because, you know, of course, it's, it's, it's logical to ask, I, I don't even know if I'm strong enough to go through that. But you you don't have to be strong enough or patient enough before going through the process. You just have to, you know, one day at a time, you are right. going to develop the strength. You're going to develop the resiliency as you go through that uh, process. And if you allow yourself rather than fear it, yes, it's going to be hard, mm -hmm. rather than fear it, saying, okay, this is going to develop me and I'm going to go with acceptance rather than resistance because the resistance creates more, uh, more, more pain. the same. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but you resist, persist, even, mm -hmm. you know, when you're going through a massage and it's hurting, it, it is normal that we try to resist it with, with tense, but yeah. actually that's going to hurt more, right? We have to find a way to relax and, and then, you know, we can, we can bear that uh, pain. Mm -hmm. It's the same, you know, there are many, many things that were indeed painful, but I noticed that if I was tense and I was resisting that pain versus trying to deal with it, it's a, it's a different experience. It can it's even help you, uh, you know, if you're breathing in that moment versus focusing on the pain, focusing on something else. So really get a hold of your mind. Where mm -hmm. is that going? can really uh, make a huge difference for how you go through that experience. Absolutely. So I had a lot of things. Uh, I was always bringing, you know, my music. Uh, I wouldn't let them touch me or get, you know, sutures out or whatever. If I was like, no, I need my 80s music. You know, you're going to listen with, with me. I'm going to sing through it, you know. <laughs> so the doctors were like, okay, we're going to do it with you your way. But for me, it was, you know, a way of uh, also having a say in how I was treated. Sometimes you have to ask, no, no, I have need to. this. Right. I need this. And some people just don't. And sometimes it can be very, uh, you are vulnerable. Sometimes you are in a certain situations and you have to ask, you have to have that relationship. Uh, so that was one thing that I asked. I was like, no, no, you're not, if I don't have my soundtrack <laughs> right now, those futures are not coming out. <laughs> you were adamant. You were adamant. Marie, I, you know what? I love this. So in the whole process, in the whole process, you are just, you're just so wonderful. But, you know, I truly commend you knowing that, you know, what you were going through. It is just absolutely fabulous what you did. And you were so positive that people going through illnesses, always have to find the positivity because this is what this is the outcome this is how we become more lighter and we feel good rather than to say well you know I've got cancer or I have this illness oh my gosh and then you become the victim no we need to become the victor which you are and, you know, for me, one thing also that uh, was in the forefront of my mind was my son. I have a 24-year-old uh, son. And 
for me was uh, what a great opportunity to show him how you go through a, a big life challenge. Right. So for me, yes. it was I was I was having legacy thinking, mm. right? And uh, I, I learned from my grandfather. My grandfather went through cancer too. Um, he didn't make it, <laughs> but um, I learned a lot from how he dealt with that process. And it was something that inspired me. So when I saw that happening to me, I was, this is a great opportunity for uh, teaching him lessons of how you deal, of how you need to think. Yes. So I always felt there is these uh, little eyes watching my every move. And it's a learning lesson with everything of, of how am I doing? How am I dealing um, it's going to be my legacy, right? I, I gave him that gift. This is how you can still go through that part of your journey with positive results, with owning your energy, with you know deciding the parts that you can feel good and still uh, enjoy it. Absolutely. Still find ways that you can enjoy it, right? It's It's not always a sentence for everybody. I don't want to minimize. Um, I got lucky. I was still caught uh, relatively early, only in a in a second uh, stage. But uh, you you do have choice. This is what I'm trying to help uh, the patients that, of course, are attracted to my story. Is you do have choice. You uh, can really um, have that management, better management of your emotions that are going to help you to go through that. And also um, you can decide how uh, you deal with your family, mm -hmm. uh, how you can protect your energy, how can you uh, protect your environment, because that's going to be crucial also uh, in your healing. Part of your management tool, Marie, would you say you used a lot or you used um, affirmations or used visualization to help you see, uh, to feel that healing part of you, to feel that part of you. And then you slowly began to heal because I, I've heard of people uh, really visualizing into the illness that they've had then they recover so much quicker. Would you say that was your management tool that you used, affirmations or visualization? What I was doing, uh, in every time I was in the hospital or I was recovering, I was coloring affirmations because it was a step further. Mm -hmm. uh, it was focusing on that uh, affirmation uh somewhere uh regarding healing some others where you know the best is yet to come those kinds of things and i was just focused on that thought by coloring by listening music and that of course would uh, make it for me uh work but one of the um things that worked for me because i never uh stopped having clients and I had to reduce uh, maybe the quantity. Maybe when I was going through chemotherapy, I only had one client. And for me, having that client, uh, when you are into service, uh, trying you know, to enter into the life of other people to help them, it takes you out of your own uh, experience. Yes. And I can tell you there were a couple of times where I was in a lot of pain. 
especially after the first surgery. And uh, I didn't want to uh, leave my clients and I went in through the session. And in the moment that you are serving another person, you are out of your body, there was no pain. It was something incredible. There wow. was no pain in that wow. moment because you are totally focused. And that uh, goes to, to show you how when we are focusing on something else, on something important, something worth fighting for, you can deal so much better. But if I'm thinking this is hurting, this is torture, this sucks, um, I'm going to make it harder on me. So I'm not vouching uh, and and saying that you always have to be positive and, oh, this doesn't hurt. No, but they are, you know, uh, while you can allow yourself to to feel the pain and uh, feel your emotions, the thing is, how long are you going to stay maybe in an emotional state that is not going to be supportive yes. to healing? True. So this is what I'm saying, that you can shorten uh, that time just being more mindful mm-hmm. of what is crossing your mind and what is happening in your environment. And this is why I was using laughter. I was yes. using music because it would just, uh, keep me in a different state it would uplift you yeah for me that worked it was just a way of uh being disconnected from my body uh watching something enjoyable uh maybe studying and, and and it was something for me interesting because I was developing emotional intelligence and I was like I'm gonna help I'm gonna use this to help somebody right so yeah. I was you know creating the future Mm-hmm. So in a way, I was already creating the future, having that enthusiasm. Everything is going to make sense. This is going to help me somehow. I'm developing this uh, character. Uh, so I was trying to turn that pain into a superpower. This exactly. is what I was trying to do, but I was doing it uh, consciously. I mm-hmm. was like, my magic. I was like, I'm. This is the way that I'm going to, you know, use alchemy. And yes, this is hard, but I have the power to transform this. And Uh this is where a lot of people maybe they just see it as this is a sentence. This is, you know, unfair. And that is not going to help them feel better because they feel like you said earlier, they're going to feel like a victim. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can decide, okay, this is hard, but I don't have to go through it like a victim. Right. I I can choose to go through this with mm-hmm. a different uh, mindset, with different feelings. Uh, and this, you know, I believe is, is the incredible thing about humans that we can always, no matter what circumstances, we can always choose how uh, our attitude, we can always choose that. Exactly. It's our attitude and it's our outlook in life in general. Outlook, it doesn't matter um, going through adversities. It doesn't matter if you're going through cancer treatment. It doesn't matter. It's all about your outlook and what makes you who you are today. So, you know, you touched on laughter. You were smiling. You were laughing. You were choosing uh, other avenues to really uplift you, uplift your mindset, uplift your thoughts, because that is the beautiful thing. You know, when you can learn to laugh, 
even at yourself, learn to laugh at people, learn to laugh at their staff. And together, that can that is such a beautiful moment that you can truly experience as you are going through this process. So I want to know, Maureen, what, what would you say is the difference between motivation and discipline as you are going through the cancer journey healing? What is that difference? And what did you learn through the process of being motivation? So before I answer this question, uh, something about the laughter, it, even if you fake it, is going to create release of uh, good hormones. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to fake it a little bit, but it's going to give you the release of uh, endorphins, of, you know, even the connection with the staff rather than, you know, seeing them uh, because you can change that. Maybe some, yes, they are treating you like a number. But if you change the relationship, it's going to uh, also give you that yes. uh, release of uh, good hormones of, for the connection. Right. Uh, so regarding motivation, um, for me, sometimes we think that motivation is going to just arrive. But it is when you start working to something that matters to you and when you see yourself progressing, that's when motivation arrives. You know, in general... Um, just as appetite comes with eating, mm -hmm. motivation comes with doing. Doing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, if you are just there, uh, suffering, <laughs> if yeah. you are just, you know, uh, and, and you are not keeping your mind, you don't feel like you're still producing creative something, mm -hmm. there's not going to be motivation. Yes. It's, it's, True. it's going to this uh, state so uh, the more we do uh, the more we work on something that has meaning mm -hmm. that's when we get incredible uh, in incredibly motivated that's when uh, creation innovation uh, arrives so it is all connected uh, but we have to choose uh, to have really some focus in those moments because it is a lot of a long time it is a lot of, you know, time in bed. Yeah. Uh, even when you have to do chemo, you have to be, you know, attached to the machine for hours. Yeah. So you have to find something that has a lot of meaning for you. <laughs> right. Uh, that yeah. you focus. Because otherwise you're there and your mind is going to be like, why me? Why is this happening? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. Exactly. So you have to get really, really, really uh uh, control freaky with your focus mm -hmm. and you know it's the change between misery or uh, happiness it is the three things you know if i'm focusing only on the things that i don't want if i'm focusing on the things that i don't have or if i'm focusing on the things that i don't like i have the recipe of misery mm -hmm. you know we have that incredible power that uh the moment we focus on something we don't want it's over. <laughs> We're going to feel bad. We're going to feel bad, right? <laughs> exactly. And then that's the moment you're going to quit. Yeah. Right? Because that's going to come in. You know, you're exactly. going to quit and you're going to say, well, you know, I can't do this. And yes. then you are going to go back into that. It's going to be a vicious circle because you will quit. 
people yeah. have gone down that road. People have just quit and said, okay, you know, this is so hard. I can't go through this treatment. I can't do this. Yeah, and we are so, uh, what's the word, impressionable. Mm. There have been many cases where maybe, you know, somebody gets uh, the diagnosis wrong and because they were told uh, you're going to die, they die. And maybe there were other people that never got told and they kept kept on, on living. Uh, many people, when they get a diagnosis and they say you're going to die uh, in, uh, you know, six months, they die like on the day, very close, because we are very impressionable. If we think that it's it's over, that there's nothing that we can do, uh, we give up. Mm, yeah. We you know, say, well, I still have some choice. I still have uh, some power in this process. Uh, it does a huge uh, difference. Absolutely. And you talked about, you know, we all have choices. We have choices to think positive, to think negative. We have choices. So when you were diagnosed with cancer, did you seek other professionals, seek other opinions? Because where I'm going with this is Les Brown, one of my mentors, he was diagnosed with, um, I think it was um, S7 or C7 of his spine, he had cancer. And they told him that, um, you know, there's no way you will not survive. But Les, and you just talked about your mindset, how your mind truly has to be on point. It is so powerful how your mind can really start to heal you. And Les said, no way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna survive. There are many um, scientific, uh, scientists right now vouching, you know, the the power of epigenetics. The, you know, there is a Bruce Lipton that talks about the biology of belief. Mm. So, you know, they all tell you how uh, the way that you believe can really uh, heal you. Mm -hmm. There is a, a lot of research on that. Uh, I do believe that. Uh, I don't talk much about it. Uh, but uh, I, I really think that we have that power uh, to heal ourselves. We do. Yeah, we do. And there was an... say, no, uh, this is not going to be like this. Uh, <laughs> I still have choice. Uh, it does a huge of a difference. Absolutely. You know, in, in what you're saying, you know, verbally, what you're saying to yourself, you know, our thoughts, our feelings all truly have an impact. And Wayne Dyer, one one time, he was talking to one of his patients and she was in Hong Kong. So it was, you know, via the live stream that he brought in his patient and his patient was diagnosed with cancer. I can't remember what kind of cancer it was, but what she was told as well, that the doctors told her you will not survive. Her family friends gave up on her. And Dr. Wayne Dyer, when he brought her in via live stream, she said, what got me through when I was in lying in bed, when doctors told me your prognosis, you will not survive. She said, I began to visualize. I began to see myself heal. Yeah. Can you expand more on that? Yeah. I, also, uh, a good person, and he has written a lot of about that, is uh, Joe Dispenza. 
Yes. Right. Uh, he mm -hmm. has uh, the book, uh, you know, You Are the Placebo. Uh, it's, I mean, also his work is, is, is incredible. So these are the books that, you know, a person that wants to heal should be focusing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there's there's nothing more, nothing stronger in the universe than mm. a person that has a belief, you know, because the, the universe is always working with you. Uh, and, you know, maybe we, I, I don't want to say that every time is going to work, but definitely you're going to have a, a better experience. So if anything, try it because you're going to have a better experience than just yes. be, uh, you know, really uh, giving up and thinking, why me and resisting it? Uh, it it's going to make you feel awful. So if anything, uh, just for the sake of feeling better and dealing better, coping with with, with that experience, uh, getting a hold of your mindset and your emotional state, it's really uh, worthy. It is, absolutely. And Dr. Joe Dispenser, he's just absolutely incredible. I love I love his program. I love I listen to him in the mornings and he really like elevates you, lifts you up. So definitely the methods that we need to adopt that's going to help us feel. So I want to know, Marie, what is your self-love? What is your healing process? What's your self-love, self-healing through the journey that you have now recovered from? What is your self-love? What's on the scale that you are adopting right now? So the uh, self-love and I, your inner and your inner care, your inner peace. What would you say is that? Uh, so what I what happened uh, after uh, going through that experience is that I I got really proud about how I dealt with it, mm -hmm. and also the curiosity. So I really got really curious about, okay, uh, this is here. It's an opportunity for me to really go deep on, uh, you know, so for me, it was an opportunity to uh, mend relationships. I, it made me more vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I had conversations with a family that maybe I, had, uh, I, I hadn't had until that moment. Uh, so it was an opportunity to uh, really go and see, okay, maybe I need to say that thing that I never said. Uh, what else do I need to address? So for me it was, okay, I was getting the message because, you know, the, the cosmic two by four is, is the last resort of the universe. So I had already some signals that I had to do changes in my life. Right. Right. Uh -huh. The cancer was like, okay, if you don't get it, <laughs> with this message <laughs> so for me it was like okay now I got the message now you put me you know in the benches yeah so I'm going to work hard so I did seek therapy they give you you know uh, uh during the oncology uh, oncological uh, recovery mm -hmm. they uh, ask you if you want uh, to do therapy so for me it was like yes whatever I want to address let's talk about it uh, so I really embrace it as like, okay, I, I, I have to go through this. Mm -hmm. I might as well use this time to learn more about uh, myself, to fix everything that I can fix <laughs> in this time. 
And it was a, for me, an incredible uh, moment of expansion. Hmm. And when I talk about this, like people say, you're crazy. Who thinks about expanding and, and building the future when you're in that state? But that's the way that I saw it. I was like, well, if I have to really take the break mm-hmm. and I have to heal and there's going to be thousand hours where you're in the hospital. Yes. <laughs> like, What's a better time to, you what know, better do time. Yeah. yeah, you know, I even uh, uh, during that time, I did like even, you know, the the therapy sessions online. Uh, it was, you know, it, it was hard, but I also see it with it was also an incredible time of uh, growth. Right. growth and, and self-love because I was like okay I'm going through this but I am showing up with um with strength with a desire for that growth with enthusiasm with uh legacy thinking this is going to be useful for the people that are uh watching me and because I knew my son was watching um I I also always try to have that uh, role model uh, mentality, right? I was role modeling also for him and that helped me. Right, right. When you when you know somebody is watching and somebody is learning from you, sometimes we do for other people much more than we would do for ourselves. Do for ourselves, right? yes. Mm-hmm. I am being a role model right now for my family and you know for the people that that follow me and that was something that i realized it helped me because it made me realize faster when maybe i was going uh down a a, a mental path <laughs> or when maybe i was in you know uh, complaining about something right it, just, yeah. it, it helped me adjust faster <laughs> you know what it put you into perspective Because I think oftentimes, you know, we have to go through the the hard times. We have to go through those hard moments. I know for me, I've gone through hard moments in my life, but I know I'm here today because of my past. I'm here today because those dark moments and those dark moments actually shape your life. They actually shape you who you are today. So I really commend you. It's absolutely amazing. You really fought through and you really have a positive, you kept yourself you know, in that positive light all the time, because this is how we will get through. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you have to make friends with it. Uh, you have to ask, uh, are you here to beat me down or are you here to build <laughs> me up? And, you know, I was yes. like, well, you're here to build me up. That is my decision. And uh, when you go with that mindset, uh, mm-hmm. it can even be a beautiful experience. It doesn't Absolutely. have to always be uh something bad it's you know you pay the price <laughs> but uh it can also be an experience that creates i'm really proud that i went through that yeah and when you know, uh, i talk about it that is the impression that people have like never heard somebody uh talk about going through cancer like that and i was like that was my my desire mm-hmm. right I, i i want to live this part of my life as a good thing Right. It was hard, yes. but mm-hmm. uh, it gave me mm-hmm. something really beautiful. Do you think people have to go through the hard times? They have to go through that moment uh, living with cancer or maybe not cancer, but they have to go through the dark times. They have to go through those dark moments to actually live their life 
of fulfillment, of um, living life happiness. Do you feel that they have to, people have to go through that? So what I don't like is they have to. I, I don't believe anybody has to do things and, you okay, know, do you in, think in you some way or another. I do believe that you have to allow yourself to feel. Okay. But um, you have choice on, you know, how long <laughs> you can... I'm not saying that I never felt, wow, this is hard or, or it felt overwhelming or uh, that I didn't have moments where I cried. Mm -hmm. I allow myself to feel that, um, but I try to say, okay, now that I cried it out, this is how we're going to deal with this. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right? So you, you have to allow yourself to feel, mm -hmm. but um, it doesn't have to be the same experience that other people have and with cancer when people hear the world they they are already fearing it yeah they are already mm -hmm. thinking oh it's gonna be like that and you choose how it's going to be i mean there are parts that yes uh it is what it is but you can choose to go through that experience the way you create it right nobody can tell you well it is like this and you're going to feel like that Every person is different. Every person has different uh, tolerance yes. uh, for mm -hmm. the stress, for the... But you can also learn those things, right? And what better way, what better moment to learn those things than when you need it the most, right? Definitely. And my final question, this has just been amazing conversation. I love it. And I love everything that, you know, you are doing. My final question today you have found happiness. You have found the partner who is loving, who is supportive. And we started the conversation with having people, positive people around you, especially when you're going through this time, this difficult time, you need to have positive people. And so today I'm just so happy, Marie, that you found happiness. You found a partner who is loving and supportive. And that's the most important thing. Did you ever feel you were not going to find happiness? You mean in relationships? Yes. Did you Did you feel you were uh, never going to find? When uh, when I was going through that uh, difficult relationship in my past, uh, there were moments that I didn't know that there was something better. You don't. Uh, sometimes when you have uh, when you have been dealing with so much drama, yeah. you don't even know what peace is, right? right? <laughs> It's because you haven't healed what keeps you attracting people. That same that people, yeah. So uh, when I decided to uh, quit that relationship, I did a rewiring of uh, how to attract somebody that really is there for me. Right. And I got lucky that I did that, you know, before the cancer. I was in this new relationship in 2019. And then in 2020, there was not only the pandemic, but also the cancer. Which uh, he turned to be, you know, a, a really supportive person. Uh, he even created, you know, a mantra that says, I think of you and, you know, I I, I get relaxed in French. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And I just thinking about him, it would help me because he was such a, uh, he has this healing aura about him. You know, mm -hmm. it's, so, it's so good. Uh, if I would have gone through cancer with my past partner, I think... Uh, I think it wouldn't have been the same. So people that are loving, that makes you feel uh, relaxed, that are that hold space for you, 
of yes. course, are invaluable, but we don't always have those kinds of people. And if we have people that are a little bit negative, we have to be protective of our energy mm-hmm. and choose, br- invite people that are going to hold that space for us. Absolutely. Marie, this has just been an amazing conversation. I'm truly, I truly commend you for everything that you have gone through and that you have fought through. It truly says a lot about you. So if Marie, I want to ask you this question I ask all my guests. If today everything that you have accomplished and everything that you have done, if tomorrow all your files were deleted, what are three things that you want people to take away from your learnings? If all my files were deleted. <laughs> yes. What would, you, what, would, what would it be? What three things? So the first one um, is the one that I already said. You have choice on how uh, you're going to show up, mm-hmm. what's going to be your attitude, what's going to be your journey. Uh, the second thing is you really have to have vision for your life. Uh, have something to fight for Um, that sometimes when you know since we talked about motivation uh, there are days that you're not going to feel like it but when you have a really enough reason why and something to fight for that has a lot of meaning for you that is going to pull you on the days that you don't want to do the the thing (laughs) that needs to be done Uh Um, and the third one is really um having that uh role model that legacy what's going to be my legacy because that is going to develop that character so i i I really uh i'm into developing the character because that's the thing that you take with you it's like nobody can take that away from you a lot of people they are you know accumulating things they have the locus of of control outside of them yeah. For me, it was, you know, I want to create this character that is resilient, that uh, is positive. So really nurture your character. And it's not so much about finding happiness. I don't think it's like you find it. Yeah. I think creating it, you know, it's like you have to know what that is and you have to create it, you know, and you can do that. It doesn't need a, a complex psychological uh, process. Yeah. It's like you can just decide. Absolutely. Decide even in moments of uh, a lot of challenge. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when I was going through cancer, I just decided I'm going to be happy through it. And nobody can take that away from me. Nobody can tell me I cannot be happy even if this is hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very courageous choice. But once you make it, it it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it sure is. Happiness is a state of mind. It's your state of mind. Absolutely. You can't find it. You create it. It's your it's your inner being. It's how you choose to be. Marie, yeah, they the can absolutely be happiness in that every moment. Find it in every moment. Marie, where can people get in contact with you? Uh, well, there is my website. Uh, it's mjacademy.ch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Facebook uh, with MindJolt. But uh, yeah, or on LinkedIn with my name, Maria Jose Egas Vallejo. You find me on LinkedIn. Uh, there's also my MindJolt Academy page on LinkedIn where I just share content. Uh, yeah, that's where people can find me. <laughs> 
Okay, amazing. Well, everyone, Marie Jose, this has been an amazing conversation. Now, if you are going through difficult moments in your life, if you're going through adversities, doesn't have to be cancer, but you are facing you, there is no way out that you feel get in touch with Marie Jose. She will help you. She will guide you. She's helped herself through her cancer journey, how she has fought through and don't be a victim, be a victor so that you can survive the cancer. You can survive the illnesses that you are going through with you or your family so that you can help and you can be motivated to go get through the cancer, the treatment, and, you know, that journey is going to be a positive one. So Marie Jose, everyone, if you enjoy the conversation, I will encourage you to like and subscribe to the channel. If you are listening to other social media, other podcast platforms, is to leave us a review so that we can bring you more valuable content, bring you more amazing guests as Marie Jose. So like and subscribe to the channel, hit that like button and subscribe. And I will see you soon on Ask the Experts with Alka. Bye for now, guys.